1: Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven and Kyle. And by the time this drops, Monday the 26th, it will be past Christmas. So I hope all of the Hollow Cult out there had a good time, had a wonderful holiday, and just all around joyous weekend. That being said, I'm in the Christmas spirit. So I have put together a compilation of actual Santa Claus encounters. It's going to be awesome. So get ready for that. (laughs) That's where we're at in the hollow sky world. But first we got to get through the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Discord, Reddit, TikTok. Come and hang out with us. Be part of the community. Join the hollow cult. You know you want to. Help spread the word. If you have a paranormal encounter you'd like to have featured on a future show, Kyle's got some information you're probably going to want to jot down.
2: You can call call the holophone, which is going to be 1618-556-0837, which is also going to be in the show notes, along with the email and interview email, which is going to be HollowSkypodcast at gmail.com and hollowsky at gmail.com. You can send your stories there, you can ask for an interview, send us a brief description of it, you can text the Holophone, call the Holophone, leave a message, whatever you want to do, get us your story so we can talk about it.
1: Heck yeah. So I want to touch on something a little bit here. This past weekend, or no, this past Wednesday, I should say, we dropped a little thing that we are calling the Night Shift It is a live show we are doing on YouTube, and it will be on uh, most other social media platforms in the future once we get it set up and kind of rolling. It's just me and Kyle uh, having a little bit of conversation, and then we open our phone lines to have people call in. Uh, Anyone who tuned in this past Wednesday, I just want to say thanks for being there. It was awesome. The chat was awesome. The callers were awesome. We had a... Super cool Bigfoot encounter from uh, Louisiana, and we had an alien buried in the garden encounter. Which is awesome. It was was wild. Um, We're planning on doing those, at the very least, every other Wednesday. So this round, we weren't very good at promoting it. Uh, A bunch of things kind of fell into place to where we had an open slot of time. Me and Kyle had been throwing this idea around for a while now. Everything lined up. We said, whatever, let's pull the trigger on it. We only promoted it for about a half an hour before it uh, before we went live. So the fact that we still had over 40 people in there hanging out with us for an hour and a half was awesome.
2: Yeah, and then a bunch of calls. I mean... Yeah. The phone kept going, and it was awesome because everybody was super respectful. Like, when there was a caller, nobody called. The second the second that, that phone line went down, uh, the phone started lighting right back up. So... That was really cool. Uh, like Steve said, the, the fact that that many people joined and hung out and listened was awesome. I mean, in my eyes, it was a W, just a straight-up W. Uh, also, when it comes to that, too, I mean, I, I, I would personally like to try to do it every Wednesday, however life gets in the way. We're very busy people anymore. Uh, but I'm going to try to start. Taking the previous week, pulling the audio from it. So, like this past Wednesday that we just did a live, I'm going to try to air that on Tuesday before our next live. That way, it drums a little bit more attention and maybe help, help Paul's Sky out a little bit.
1: Yeah. And if you, if you miss the live, you, instead of having to go to YouTube and listen to it there, it will be released as extra content on our normal show. It'll just be labeled as the night shift. Yeah, that's what I'm getting
2: at. Yeah. But yeah, I will label it as the night shift on the the normal show. So that way there's a clear distinction as to what episodes are coming out. So
1: So definitely keep that in mind. If you see uh, us starting to promote, you know, night shift episode coming up and you have some stories you want to share, you want to call in live, definitely jump in on that. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. You Uh, can join the chat. We try to interact with the chat as we go. And then once we open the uh, Holophone live lines, it it gets interesting.
2: Yeah, and like Steve said, we're going to try, as long as we can figure it out, try to stream it on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter all at the same time. So it'll be on three different platforms all at once. You can watch it on whatever platform you want.
1: Does it stream? Can we stream it to Instagram too?
2: Uh, not right now. They're working on that. So oh, I got you. In the future, yeah, but then we'd also have to upgrade the account more to stream to more than yeah, three platforms at once. Yeah. So, you know, we're we're <clears> not <throat> we're using our own money. So yeah, <laughs> right now we get to pick between three three platforms. Uh, but yeah, it was it was freaking awesome. And then like the other cool thing that my wife really enjoyed was. Off to the right for me and Steve, there's the comment section, and we can see everybody's comment from every platform. So it'll all go in there, and then say you say one of you guys ask ask us a question. I can I can bring that up and highlight it on the video, the live stream, so everybody can also see that and just kind of bring more attention to that comment or that question.
1: Yeah, it should it should be awesome. The first yeah. the inaugural episode was so fun.
2: It was so much better than I dreamed it was going to be.
1: I'm hoping it just takes off like wildfire. Same. We, we, we're we going to try to run it like a radio show on Wednesdays. That way everybody can get in there, hear some weird stories, hang out, share their weird stories. You know how it is.
2: <laughs> yep. So that makes us all the more busier because we'll have something go on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Um. If you'd like to support the show, there's plenty of ways you can do it. First and foremost, share the show. Share it on social media. Share it with all your friends who like to listen to podcasts, who are into the weird, the 40 and the strange, the paranormal, the unknown. Just share it all over the place. We have a Patreon. You can go over there and check that out. If there's anything interesting you see over there and you'd like extra content, feel free to sign up for that. We have a Venmo. Throw some change in for the Monster Fund and uh, you can leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts, and I will gladly shout you out once I find them. Like I said, I usually do Apple, but uh, I look around every once in a while and find some find some other ones. So we really appreciate you guys leaving the five-star rating and review. Uh, For sure. It definitely puts us out. And on to more listeners and more ears, kind of spread the hollow word around. Uh, today's five-star rating and review is brought to us by our friend greg hummock he says let's fucking go five stars love what you guys do it's real and the people want something real greg let me tell you that was our plan from the get-go like we just wanted to be two guys that are ourselves and we sit here and talk about weird shit if you like it cool come hang out if you don't there's plenty other shows out there where you can get your fix for sure so that's just where we are That being said, thanks again, Greg, for leaving us the five-star rating review. We appreciate every one of them. I try to get to everybody's. I'm not very good at it, but we're trying. We're going to go on to our listener encounter of today. It is a little bit different because it wasn't actually submitted to us. It was posted on our Facebook, and I just stole it. So I figured if you post it out on social media it's kind of free use (laughs) per se you know but it goes in with what i have put together here so this is from our friend sean we were talking about whether or not santa claus is a cryptid because he's elusive and this that and the other he posted a comment and it says i swear i saw him once he was stuffing a brand new shiny big wheel under our christmas tree Frozen in amazement, I spoke no words. I just sort of telepathically said, thank you, Santa. I never received a response. So I got up and I went to the bathroom to pee, and when I came back, he was gone. But the big wheel was still there. So.
2: It is awesome. (laughs) To begin with. Uh, I mean, I gotta say it. Just because. Not that I'm trying to take fun or take shots. But. Could it have been you were dreaming and that was the one thing you wanted that year was your big wheel, right? Could it it have been this thing that you kind of made up in your head?
1: We we get into... I dive into some interesting theories about uh, our jolly old friend in the red suit. Good. Uh, But with that
2: being said, I mean, imagine how... Bizarre that would be, you know, pushing all the disbelief shit to the side because I don't like that, anyways. But imagine walking in on Santa Claus, like leaving something that you wanted. And furthermore, now that I hear the story and think about it, it almost makes you wonder what if, what if that, what if, what if it's real? Santa Claus is real. And I'm, I'm to point, I've never thought about him like a cryptid, so that's a whole new angle. But I'm thinking here, what if, because the main question would be, wouldn't the parents know, well, I didn't get him a big wheel. Did you get him a big wheel?
1: Oh, shit.
2: So that would almost suggest that Santa Claus also has the ability to more or less inject the parents with screen memories. Oh, you're on the right track. Of them going out and purchasing a big wheel.
1: You're on the right track, my friend. It I guess it gets worse and worse and shit. worse the further into it you go. I'm going to try to find that meaning. Also from-
2: disclosure. Disclosure warning here. Uh no don't
1: let your kids listen to this episode probably. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um yeah, if you still have little ones that believe in Santa, I mean, I have accounts here from grown-ass people who've seen Santa. Right. So it's it's just, you know. I mean, we say the F word a lot. So if if say That's true. If if exposing Santa Claus is where you draw the line, this is probably where you want to change the show. But <laughs> for people that don't uh, mess with our social media, the post that I posted was from someone on Twitter. They said Santa is a cryptid. Reasons why, very questionable sightings, no verified photos, limited to no evidence that they exist, allegedly has supernatural abilities, is the subject of folk legends. So that's what kind of sparked that off.
2: Well, yeah, you can't argue all of them either. I mean,
1: I think it's legit. I mean, why not? Why not? So a lot of my uh, sources here, they come from the same general area. Like I used a couple different websites. Mysterious Universe did a cool uh, write-up on it. Uh, Paranormalworld.phantom.com did a cool write-up. Liveabout.com did the Man in Red Encounters with Santa Claus. Cool write-up. But most of these stories all link back to the same two authors and researchers. The first one is Ralph Better's. He wrote a multiple uh, series on Claws sightings. One's called Claws Encounters. The other one is called Xmas X-Files. And then Xmas X-Files Part 2. And he talks about all different kinds of things like elves and angels and all sorts of stuff also a uh, journalist by the name of stephen wagner has compiled a massive amount of santa claus sightings so a lot of these come from him too i've just pulled them out and i will uh read them as i have them here there's a lot of quotes uh, verbatim as they came to stephen wagner and such but we're gonna go through it so they're in no particular order. I've just got them separated into like claws encounters, And then I also have sleigh and reindeer and enc- reindeer sightings. So we're just going to roll with it here. It's Christmas. Let's go. First one is from a woman named Carrie Kay. She, this happened in 1961. Carrie states that on Christmas Eve in 1961, she went to bed excited and ready for the next morning's activities. When at some point during the night, she was awakened by her bedroom door creaking as it began to open, just enough to let light from her family's hallway nightlight seep into her bedroom and cast a light on a truly bizarre scene. She states, and I quote, "I was so astonished. However at I was so astonished at however at who opened the bedroom door. I found myself looking at a man dressed in a red suit. He had white trim around his waist like fur, a long white beard, and was wearing a Santa hat." He had red pants and black boots. If I close my eyes, I can still see Santa standing in my door. It made such an impression on me. He stood there and looked at me for a few seconds, and then he closed the door. I pulled the blankets back over my head for a while because I was so scared. Finally, I looked out, but no one was there. The next day, I asked my mother if she or my father had been out of bed the previous night. My mother said no. In fact, my sister was only four months old. My mother said she'd slept completely through the night for the first time and neither of my parents had had to to get up. Uh, They were tired, and they both slept all the way through. So I don't know who or what looked in my bedroom that night. I told my mother I saw Santa, and she got really mad at me and told me that I did not. But I know what I saw. It was Santa Claus. And I swear this story did happen, and I know I was not dreaming.
2: Okay, first off, Santa Claus is definitely an alien. And secondly, why... Would her mom get mad at her for seeing Santa Claus?
1: I don't know, bro.
2: Like that seems
1: so bizarre to me. The sixties were wild. How old was the girl? Did it say? Mm, Does not. Doesn't specify. No. Either way, I'm assuming she's pretty little. Yeah. Like, why would you get mad at your kid for going? I seen Santa Claus. They said, "Shut your mouth. Go to bed." Right.
2: Like, (laughs) I, I feel like. As a parent, I would just be like, I would, I would just, honestly, I would just brush it off. I'd be like, oh, that's great, oh, yeah. like,
1: yeah, of cool. course you did, it's of Christmas. course you did, because like it seems like almost everyone has like an a Santa encounter. Like, oh, I heard this on the roof. I sure Any as hell have it. I, I want to think one of the boys did. Maybe it was Maddox or something, because I know Everett was constantly trying to trap him. That's awesome. But, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, moving on. The next encounter comes from a woman who will call Sarah A. She reports that her encounter happened at a very young age, but that it stuck with her after all these years, as vivid as the day that it happened. The particular Christmas weekend, Sarah's aunt was staying at the house in preparation for Christmas weekend activities. And on Christmas Eve, the family decided that the aunt would sleep in Sarah's bed and that Sarah would camp out on the floor. While this did sort of add to the excitement of the weekend, it prevented her from fully falling asleep. And around 2.30 a.m., she began to see a faint glow emanating from beneath the crack of her bedroom door. So, being a curious child, she got up and opened the door and looked down the hallway. This is what occurred. She states, When I finally opened my eyes, I could see that Santa was standing in my door with a mystical, magical glow around him. It was silver and gold and glittery. Santa looked right at me. Without moving his mouth, he said to me, Now you know you're supposed to be asleep while I'm here, don't you? I told him that I knew that I was supposed to be asleep, but how could I? He told me, Close your eyes and at least pretend. I was shocked and I knew this could be a dream, but I knew that I was awake. People have told me maybe it was my father, and maybe it was. How he got into the hall or how he got the hallway to glow with glitter and gold is beyond me. But as far as I'm concerned, it was a hundred percent the spirit of Santa Claus. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful golden glow around the man in the big red suit. They told me I couldn't po- they told me that it couldn't possibly be my father. It was glittery like a parade, but the pieces were not falling to the ground. I'm 41 years old now and I still believe that I saw him.
2: That one's messed up. <laughs> because of the glow around him like that it makes me think of like two separate things. Like is this some type of religious deity? You know what I mean, or, or I, is this asshole breaking the veil, like almost like he's coming in through a portal, I to,
1: love to, this deliver, so to deliver to
2: deliver presents, right? Because we have heard we have heard of these portals being able to open up, and you see, quote unquote, daylight, right? Yeah. So, you know, is it possible that a little kid? Just kind of perceived it as more of like this golden light. Now, the way it's described does definitely make me lean more toward like a religious deity type figure the, and the that fact has this aura around it. It
1: just had the golden glitter just hung in the air. Like yeah, it wasn't falling. Almost, I, I don't know, man. Knowing knowing where I wrap this up at and hearing you fire off with your uh, theories is is the greatest thing ever. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that was that was wonderful okay the next one comes from bristol england in 2000 uh it's from a kid named alex h alex states i'm now i'm 14 now but this happened back in 2000 in my old house in bristol england i was with my mom and dad and my sister and it was about midnight on christmas eve i was the only one awake because i was just really excited i could hear these big footsteps in my living room i was quite scared i could also hear bells tingling above me so i wanted to see what was going on I walked down the stairs very slowly and I could see this big man putting presents around in my living room. I wanted to say something, but I was too scared to do it because I thought he would be angry. I ran back upstairs and went back to sleep. I was so convinced that I saw the real Santa and told everyone in the morning, but no one believed me. This one stands out because Kyle, tonight, just went outside to uh, smoke real quick and he comes in. And what did you say, Kyle? I asked, I specifically asked him, like, hey, have you ever heard like... Bells chiming outside. Like,
2: I could hear it reminded me a lot of uh, the Salvation, the Salvation Army. Army bells, just very subtly off to the what would that be? The southeast from Steve's house.
1: Which like, there's nothing out there.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. But it just made me, because I was like, ah, oh, maybe it's like a wind chime or, but then it stopped. It was, it was, it was done. Because so, it was
1: fucking Santa Claus.
2: It might have been Santa Claus. That would be. You know what? That would have been fucking perfect because he could have came in here and did an interview. Yes. So, if that was Santa Claus, Come way to back, drop dog. the ball, dude. You. There's still time. We're recording all night. Yeah. Well, regardless, do better. <laughs> do okay? better. Do Santa better. better, Santa Claus.
1: Do better.
2: He's probably pissed, though, because we don't have cookies for him. You got cookies in the house? Yeah, somewhere. Okay. Well, then there we go. We got cookies and milk or cookies and monster, whichever one you prefer. I do have monsters in the fridge. Right, so... You'd be all jacked up, ready to go.
1: I just these are so, so wild to me. Like, how much can you write off as children's imagination, right? Before you have to be like, people are seeing something. Like, even grown ass adults are seeing shit. Anyway, I'm gonna keep moving on here. So next we have this one is a pretty pretty big deal. I've seen it on all of the sources that I was looking at, and it's they're called the Claxton. Calm back encounters. So they are a multiple set of encounters that this person had. They state, quote, It was Christmas Eve of 2002 in New York City. My parents had invited some friends and relatives over for dinner, sort of like a Christmas Eve celebration. After that, I decided to go to my room and watch some television. But there was nothing good to watch. I then found myself pacing back and forth in the hallway. My house is big, so there was no one with me. Everyone was in the living room watching a movie that I wasn't interested in. About seven minutes into my pacing, I saw a tall, fat figure scurry away about 20 feet from me. It was crouched down, too. It was even wearing some sort of Santa Claus suit. I didn't believe in Santa, but this just freaked me out, that there was a strange man in my house. I quickly ran to where my parents were and told them all about it. They grinned at me and said jokingly, maybe it was Santa Claus. I didn't believe that, so I just sat down in the living room with my family and everybody else. Then it occurred again on Christmas Eve of 2004. I remember it more vividly than the last one. I was lying on the couch in the living room. My parents were in the kitchen having a conversation about a business blog or something. Suddenly, I saw a huge man, about seven or eight feet tall, crawl underneath the tree and just vanished. Before it disappeared, it looked at me and said, "Shh." Very strange, so I went into the kitchen and just sat with my parents. Similar happenings occurred the following Christmases. I recall one in 2007. It was daylight. This time, I just happened to see another tall figure with a Santa hat trudge by me for two seconds, and then it was gone. I swear that this happened. That's weird. Why is he so fucking tall? Why is he an interdimensional being just slipping through the portals?
2: Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. And it's weird. It is kind of weird because he does describe it. The same but different. You know, because at first it was a fat dude. Which I mean you like, attribute
1: to Santa. Yeah,
2: and he was just like uh crouch walking everywhere. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> like an asshole.
1: If you if you take the holidayness and the Christmasiness, Christmas spirit away from this. It's terrifying. How absolutely terrifying yeah. is
2: that? Yeah, I love I love that he gets a free pass. It's like, oh, he's just wearing a red suit that we've all just over time brainwashed ourselves to accept the fact that there's something breaking into our house, leaving us shit.
1: So weird.
2: It is really weird. It's really, really weird. It's bizarre.
1: And the the more you the more you take the happiness away from it, the worse it gets. Great. So this one happened in 1969. Uh The woman that uh, submitted this, her name is Joanne, she says, I had an experience when I was three years old and still young enough to wear footed pajamas. The year was maybe 1969, Christmas Eve. I wanted to see what Santa had brought me, so I quietly walked down the hallway and looked around the corner to our living room. I saw my parents and someone I didn't know hanging around our Christmas tree. The stranger was an old guy with a white beard and white hair with a red suit. I quickly went back to my room as fast as I could with my footed pajamas and slid into bed. I told my mom what happened many years later, and she insisted that I was dreaming or that it was just my dad. That was not possible because my dad was sitting in a chair behind the stranger, and my mom was standing right next to my dad. I'm African American, and during that time, all the tenants in our building were also African American. So Santa stood out considering he was white. That's fucked up like and what? the fact that the parents are there. Yeah. I, I yeah.
2: W- was the I wish they would have been more specific. I wish they would have cuz w- was Santa essentially right behind them and they had no idea.
1: No, because it says my dad was sitting in a chair behind the stranger.
2: So by definition, they would have seen Santa as well. Should right? have. So that I mean, that would be Screen Memory 101. Like, hey, you're going to forget that you seen me. Even fucking creepier now. Well, so today, right now in the episode, have you had any submissions from actual adults seeing it?
1: Not yet. These are just adults now recounting yes. their encounters when they were young.
2: Do they all stay like this, or are there ones where, like, a forty-year-old man wakes up and he's like, "I saw Santa Claus"?
1: There is. There is one that I didn't put in because it wasn't that good. But considering it now, I'll speak on it. Okay, there. It was from. It was a submission from a man named Richard. It was uh, a Christmas weekend. He was walking down a street in New York, and he said he walked up on this man who had uh, black pants on, black boots. He said he had a green, uh, like flannel type shirt on with black suspenders. Had a long white beard, and he had a Santa hat on. Considering it's Christmas, everybody's wearing them, you know. Yeah. He says as he walked by, the man says, "Have a good Christmas, Richard," and just kept about his day. Richards keeps walking and he thinks, holy she's like, I don't know this guy. How did this guy know my name? And as he turned around to ask the guy how he knew him, Santa Claus essentially just keeps walking. And as Richards standing sitting there walking, watching him walk, every crosswalk and streetlight turns green as he gets to it. He just keeps <laughs> passing by. Dink, dink, dink. Of da-dink. course, of course. <laughs>
2: I was only I was only asking because it <laughs> seems extra sus that only kids are seeing Santa Claus, but that is that is the majority of belief, right? Children are the ones pumping their thoughts into him, building him, making him powerful and powerful and powerful. Whereas adults, we tend to wash out of that, so to speak.
1: Unless so, you see him, and then he's forever implanted in your psyche. Yeah, like yeah for him. sure, for sure.
2: And it almost seems like he at least he might have the ability to only show himself to whom he wants to see. That's true.
1: I didn't, I I mean, I did think about that, but I, we're just gonna keep rolling. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Here's another one from a woman named Anna. She states, I was five years old and I was in my room when I heard shuffling in the living room. I got up and peered around the doorway where I saw a man in a Santa suit standing in front of our Christmas tree. He must have felt my presence because he turned around and looked at me. He didn't look jolly or kind or happy like you would expect Santa to see or Santa Claus to look. He looked kind of eerie like he was staring into my soul. Automatically, I ran into my parents' room and I hid under the covers. I don't know why I was so scared at the time, but I wrote it off as a dream for a while before I forgot about it completely. Years later, I remembered that or I remembered I thought it could have been a burglar. But when I asked my parents, nothing was ever missing from our apartment. The only time we were ever robbed uh, was when we moved later on. The only explanation I have now was that it was some kind of apparition. So now you got an unhappy Santa. Yeah, that's creepy. That is
2: weird. That is weird. I really don't have much for that because,
1: like, unless because uh, he doesn't,
2: he just seems pissy, and that just doesn't seem normal.
1: Yeah, like he didn't intend to be seen. Whatever, whatever this this being
2: is. Oh, I hope, I hope that he's actually an asshole and that, how to explain this. So like, he will just, we'll just say, hopefully he's this way because he, a, isn't supposed to be seen. B, he gets, the only reason why he does this is because he has to get sustenance from the milk and cookies or he doesn't survive. (laughs) And he has to keep himself relevant (laughs) in the hearts and minds of children in order to survive. That's yeah, the only way I'm he exists. It. I'm with it. So that's where Maybe I'm going with it. Maybe they didn't leave him any cookies, so he's just Yeah, pissed. he's pissed because he's like, great.
1: <laughs> okay. Now I'm going
2: to wake <laughs> out of my damn food coma hibernation.
1: <laughs> Here is another one. I was probably around eight years old when on Christmas Eve at around 12 a.m. I had been lying awake in bed for about 30 minutes. I was extremely excited thinking about the morning and opening presents. Anyway, I start to hear these very faint footsteps approaching. Slowly, a man in boots carrying a sack looked into my room. My parents' room and then my brother's room. I'm absolutely 100% positive I was awake too. I could see him fairly well because I had a nightlight on across the hall in our bathroom. I remember hiding my entire face under the covers with a small portion of my eyes to see. He then walked quietly away and was gone. Of course, I told my parents and brother in the morning about my sighting, and of course, they thought it was crazy. To this day, I'm 28 now. I asked my parents if they had anything to do with this, and they still deny it to this day and say I was dreaming. I strongly believe I saw a spirit or some kind of entity of Santa. That was from Richard. Hey, Colt. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season, and the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovus Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovas is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids.
2: And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have... Crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They, they have it all, and it's, re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events... There's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
1: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door.
0: It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com.
1: So if, if you're
0: noticing a pattern here,
1: when people recount seeing Santa, a lot of times they don't say that they saw Santa. They say they saw a spirit of Santa, an entity of Santa. An apparition of Santa. It is weird because it's almost like in their mind of minds they know that they did not see Santa.
2: Yeah, so hopefully he's a screen memory in himself. <clears throat> I also find it curious how, like in the first story, it it was the first night the baby slept all night without a sound. Right? I would have like, I would have loved to hear if like the next day it went back to normal chaos, but and more times than not which is kind of weird it's it's not but it is all these kids a report seeing santa are fucking terrified they all hide under the cover mm-hmm. almost all of them right sounds very
1: similar to yeah other types of sightings and well, encounters it's <laughs> exactly
2: what happened to me whenever i saw the entity in my room bingo I did the exact same thing. And then it's weird. It's because it's like hearing my story over and over and over again. Because I remember putting my head under the covers and one of the things that I wanted to do was run to my parents' room. Now, given, you know, the the one given here is that they're children, and that is also what children would do, right? If they saw something scary while they're in bed, they're either gonna scream or hide underneath the covers. And then their natural instinct is gonna want to run. The mom and dad's room so you know you gotta take that in consideration too
1: it is uh strange that he incites fear it is weird when he is one of the one of supposed to be one of the joyous uh, entities in our childhood so from there we're going to move on to sleigh sightings this one comes from memphis tennessee let me see what this person's name is. She is just going to be known as Mrs. Wages. She states, I grew up in a suburb of Memphis, Tennessee. In the 1980s, I was around eight or nine years old. My parents and I were coming home from a Christmas party on Christmas Eve. When we pulled up in the driveway, we saw Santa in a sleigh hovering above our house. All we, we, <clears throat> all we could hear were sleigh bells. The sleigh was illuminated so that we could see Santa in full outfit in the sleigh. I remember seeing reindeer, but I don't know how many of them there were. Santa waved at us and flew off in the sleigh. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget my dad's face of total shock. He was an air traffic controller, and when he went back to work after the holidays, he asked about it, but nothing came up. In another bizarre twist on Black Friday in 2009, almost 30 years later, I was waiting in line at a local Target store and broke out into a conversation with another lady in line. We were talking about Christmas shopping, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she mentioned her brother had had a Santa sighting in a sleigh nearly two years before. I stood with my mouth wide open because I couldn't believe it. Every Christmas Eve, I still think about him, and I look outside to try to catch a glimpse. So that had an adult that witnessed it as well.
2: Yeah, and what are the odds of that? you running into somebody else that basically says the, the same story. Saw something it's so It's so weird because I get a lot of... like E.T. vibes. Because you also, you'll hear this in small circles here and there about how contactees will, like, somehow unbeknownst find each other. And unlock. And, yeah, and tell stories and just, like, feel comfortable within the presence of other contactees. Absolutely. uh, Slash abductees. Absolutely. Very, very weird.
1: Absolutely. Okay, this one's from an anonymous... That was, uh, in 2006. It was Christmas of 2006, and an anonymous child witness involved in the case was crying because one of their cousins had told them that Santa wasn't real. They were just coming home from their aunt's house, where they had just had a fun Christmas party. As they rounded the corner of the street, the anonymous child was astonished to see a big red sleigh, complete with reindeer on the roof of their house. A figure described simply as being Santa then emerged from their chimney. The next morning, the anonymous witness asked everyone about what had happened that night to see if they could remember the bizarre event. But the answers were all negative; no one else saw it. However, a few days before, they wrote this account for About.com, which, uh, according to the article on About.com, is probably around 2009. Their dad went up to fix; went up on their roof to fix a leak was confronted with long, straight lines running along the running along the roof. The dad took a photo and has since shown it to their baby cousins to reinforce belief in Santa Claus. So it wasn't the same encounter, but the same house in different years where they not only saw the sleigh, but they also saw sleigh tracks on the roof.
2: I mean, he was actually able to get pictures of it.
1: Yeah. Which I is pretty cool. Wish I could find them, but I did not find them online.
2: Well, everybody would <laughs> dissect them to hell anyways. Um, uh, I did like, in the last story... I did like the overall story, though, of Santa being jolly and be like, ah, here some yeah. guys, see you guys later. Hey, I'm going to uh, abduct you later. But I did have a, a very interesting thought slash possible conclusion here. Um, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I could be, as my wife would like to now call it, putting misinformation out. Um,
1: <laughs> on Santa Claus?
2: <laughs> on just this show in general. But uh, so I think... Santa Claus actually has ties of going way back to, like, psilocybin mushrooms. I could be wrong, but I think, I've heard it on Joe Rogan before, how this, like, a lot of Christmas, a lot of this can go back to mushrooms, right? People tripping balls on mushrooms. Well, if you think about it, you hear in a lot of hallucinations where people will see entities, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, And some people are correlating that to the possibility of you're actually coming in contact with said entities. What if back then everybody at once started dropping bomb mushrooms and started making contact with an interdimensional entity and they basically essentially either got his attention or opened a door to our world. And this dude has been hanging around ever since. And
1: now he's trapped here to fucking give presents to all of the little shitheads all over the world. I don't world. know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm with it. I'm throwing it out
0: there.
2: I'm with it. Because I, I, when you're reading that story, it made me want to think. Like, I wonder when one of the first... like, When was like the first Santa Claus story told? I right? have no idea. Right. But I'm just saying. <laughs> and we'd never find that answer. But oh, it made me I'm wonder. And then I remember I recalled on Joe Rogan, they talk about some Christmas stuff being wrapped around the psilocybin mushrooms and then, you know, you, you hear of people tripping or meditating or being put into uh, de- depra- deprivation tanks and starting to hallucinate oh, and God. stuff can, like that. Can you
1: fucking imagine if the first time you finally pulled the trigger, you're like, I'm going to do some DMT and you finally start tripping out and you the first entity you come into is fucking Santa Claus? I don't know that I would take it serious at first. I don't know what I would do. That
2: point. <laughs> I just I don't know what because like I said, but I'm also uh, from a different caliber here. I, I I've never considered Santa a, a cryptid until today,
1: <laughs> or whatever the hell he is. Yeah, well, yeah, or yeah, I'm, yeah,
2: whatever. It, uh, I love it. It is. I I don't know, and I don't know why though. I've never really probably because well, as you grow up, it's it. He's 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 swishy He's folklore. Fake. Yeah.
1: You know, you never you never put any uh, solidity into it being an actual being because, I mean, we all know how he works. You know what I mean? Like and then you think about
2: it, he's dude, he would almost legit like let's, let's be honest, he would have to legit be like one of the most powerful entities within our realm. Yeah. Well, because he seeing. has the he he single handedly has the ability to manipulate every single person on the planet in one night.
1: There was a cartoon that Everett used to watch when he was little called The Guardians, and it had Santa Claus and it had the Easter Bunny and they were all they all like teamed Good. up. <laughs> okay. We're still we're still rolling here. This one is an encounter from a person named Jade. Jade was seven years old in two thousand three, and it was approximately midnight on Christmas Eve of that year when she had an encounter with Something which may or may not have been Santa Claus. she had stayed awake with sheer excitement of Christmas being the next day. Then she saw something that she probably shouldn't have. She was in bed when a bright red light suddenly beamed down from the sky through her window. This light was so bright and Jade somehow knew that the light was Santa Claus's doing. She turned her neck up to see where the light was coming from, and she found that the bright red light was coming from a small object that she couldn't identify. She couldn't hear a helicopter or any engine of any sort, but she could hear the sound of bells and hooves tapping on the roof. The light soon disappeared, but the odd sounds remained behind for a few minutes before following the light's lead and disappearing also.
2: Yeah, she that is definitely alien. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's alien one. Of, that's like... <laughs> That is alien. You probably got abducted.
1: Yeah. That you you got, you got a present you didn't want. I,
2: you right. <laughs> you are absolutely right.
1: <clears throat> All right. Next, we have one from San Antonio from a person named Drew. Drew states, I was about seven and I was looking outside my second story window, just waiting to see him. I saw something approaching in the distance. It was a huge sleigh, and it was flying right over my house. I don't remember seeing any reindeer, but I did see a man dressed in red with a beard. I was so startled, but I kept looking, even sticking my head and half my body out of my window as he flew over my home. I told my family, but I knew that they didn't really believe me. I swear on my life to this day that I saw what I saw. I don't know if it really was Santa Claus, but I did see what I described." The fact that they're so passionate about what he what they saw, like like you, well, how do you argue against that?
2: Well, it's no different than than any other sighting. They all everybody gets passionate, like it's seared the only, into their the brain. The only
1: difference is that we we know Santa Claus isn't real. Whoa. Our our perception, I guess, I don't know. Okay, I, I take that back, I guess, because I'm reading reading accounts. Of people yeah. that legitimately have encountered Santa Claus, and it's fucking with my brain. Because if I hear people see Bigfoot, I I have no bearing to say that Bigfoot is not real. Right. You know, I, I haven't pretended to be Bigfoot the last fucking 20 years of my life, you know?
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's just... Oh, man. I don't know. Okay. Moving on. This one is from uh Jimmy from Scotland An old friend came to see me a couple weeks ago. We lost touch years ago, but he managed to trace me and brought me a Christmas card. After a few minutes, I asked if he remembered the Christmas Eve about 30 years ago when we were outside our houses. We grew up next to each other. It must have been about 7:30 p.m. on a clear night when we suddenly heard bells or a bell ringing in the distance getting closer really fast. As we both looked up, there was reindeer, the sleigh, and Santa flying very fast and low over my house. It was brief, but we both ran to tell our families. Of course, everyone laughed, but I tell you, it was real. So when my friend turned up, I asked him if he remembered, and he said, of course he did. But he didn't like telling people about it, and you can imagine why. (laughs) So weird, man. Especially when you have multiple people seeing it.
2: Yeah, and then they remember their X amount of years later. Which I mean, I could only imagine. I mean, it'd be seared in my brain too. Because I would be, especially at this point in my life, I would be so hit with disbelief
1: if that... we go if we go out there for you to smoke and Santa's goddamn sleigh flies over my house. I'm uh, I'm done. I'll say that's oh,
2: it. Naturally, however, I will be yelling for him to come back and do an
1: interview. Yeah, and I'll just I'll I'll just. Hopefully, my screen memories just don't let me remember. (laughs) Yeah, what he actually is? (laughs) Yes. Okay, I've got one more before we get into some weirdness.
2: I'm ready for the theories.
1: Weirdness of theories here, which I do have another story I'm going to tie in, but we'll get through this first. An anonymous writer states uh, in an article on about.com that she saw, quote, saw him with my own eyes, and I know you non-believers won't believe me, but it really happens. She states that on Christmas morning, 2010, at exactly 12.34 in the morning, one, two, three, four, she was staring out her window into the night sky. She was enamored by the stars and the moon and the planets and the other beauties in the night sky, not really thinking about Christmas or what she was going to get, but just kind of contemplating the universe as a whole and letting her mind wander. As she was stargazing, an object flashed by. She was convinced that it was no plane or jet. She states that it was a sleigh pulled by reindeer eight of them, and it whipped across the night sky near her house. It happened in the blink of an eye, but to make sure she wasn't dreaming, she actually pinched herself, and she was not. I still remember it like it was yesterday, she concludes. I had actually witnessed Santa Claus flying overhead. So again, another sleigh Yeah, encounter. dead set on it, too. Yep. Yeah. So, here we are going to dive in to the theories, and I have made a bunch of little notes here. And we are going to run with them. So what are we to make of these sightings and encounters of Santa Claus and his sleigh? If you take away the Christmas magic, there are some very strange implications as to what are being seen and experienced here. There are so many accounts of people seeing this being or something similar that people have to be seeing something. We know that Santa isn't actually a real person. He's just a piece of folklore, and he doesn't actually slide down chimneys and leave gifts for millions of kids around the globe. But yet here we are with hundreds to thousands of people and their sightings of seeing the man in red, even seeing his sleigh and reindeer. That leaves us with the question, what are people seeing? So if we go down the Keel route from old John Keel here, could Santa Claus... And these sightings be manifestations that have been brought about in our own minds. Essentially, a tulpa. These are basically types of thought projections and images that the mind have conjured up into actual existence by the pure strength of belief of a person or a group of people, often without even being aware that they are doing it. Far from an illusion, tulpas are said to manifest into reality, emerging of the mind and the actual physical world, creating an entity or a being. The potency or permanency of the being depends on the strength the belief there is fueling it, which can let these entities essentially exist and roam free. So, according to the lore, they are able to act independently and with enough power and can appear as almost anything. One of uh, Kiel's inspirations for this idea was a Belgian explorer named Alexandria David-Neal, who wrote of the tulpas in his book, Magic and Mysteries of Tibet? He says once the tulpa is endowed with enough vitality to be capable of playing the part of a real being, it tends to be free from itself and or free itself from its maker's control. This, say the Tibetan occultists, happens nearly mechanically, just as the child, when he leaves, just as the child, when his body is completed and able to live apart from its mother, it leaves its wombs. So, if there is if Tulpaic entities, Tulpic entities are a thing, is it, there is not very many other ideas that have more thought power put forward to it than Santa Claus.
2: Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. The, the only encounter that I have currently is that. It seems like in some descriptions Santa Claus is described differently. So that kind of makes it weird.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's a group of entities. Possibly. You know what I mean? Possibly. But
2: it also I don't know enough about Tulpas, you know, is it yeah. is it kind of like the eye of the beholder thing too? Like where you put your perception on to said entity. I don't know. <clears throat> But it you're is, right. It's got to be one of the most well-known figures across the fucking planet.
1: Yeah, because every—I mean, essentially, every every child that has stock in Christmas believes in Santa Claus. Yeah, and even those that don't still know of Santa Claus, probably think about Santa Claus.
2: I wonder if Tulpa's, if like say say everybody were to overnight stop thinking about Santa, boom, if he would disappear. If he disappear.
1: I, I don't know, man. I got a lot of that tulpic information from uh, the Mysterious Universe article on Santa Claus. Definitely look into that. It, like I said, a lot of the encounters are the same because they came from the same, like, two sources. But Right. Uh, again, I circled back on the fact that these encounters make note of the fact that people know that they aren't actually seeing Santa Claus. But seeing something that looked like Santa Claus... And that's very different from seeing Santa Claus. Like they stayed a spirit or an apparition or an entity. This brings me to a Reddit user who posted on Reddit by the name of Person1031. And he talks about an encounter he had when he was seven. He says, as I opened my door, standing there blocking my path was motherfucking Santa Claus. He was dressed exactly how I had imagined him. He looked like a typical Coca-Cola Santa, down to his white woolen trimmings, thick black belt, and golden buckle with a red nightcap. He had small, circular, gold-rimmed glasses, a white, curly beard, blue eyes, liver spots on his cheeks. I froze, and I looked up at his eyes. He had what I took to be a stern expression on his face, almost glaring at me. Just after we made eye contact, he bent his head down towards me slightly in a manner that suggested... What are you doing up? You shouldn't be awake. Go back to bed. I gasped and I took a few steps back and then jumped into my bed. Turned back the door and closed my eyes and then I just fell asleep. Despite being terrified, despite being in, t- in shock, I just fell asleep. I remember thinking at the time, Santa doesn't like kids being awake because he can't drop off at my pre- or can't drop off their presents otherwise. So it was as if I knew that I should go back to sleep. The song about Santa Claus comes to mind. He knows when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake. I didn't get a menacing feeling from him. I didn't feel like I was in any danger. I felt that maybe I was in a bit of trouble for seeing him. That he was annoyed at me, and he didn't seem joyful or loving, just kind of neutral. He goes on to make the comment, I do not still believe in Santa, as I know he has completely fabricated a character. I think Coca-Cola actually created this modern image, the image that I saw of him. I believe what I saw took the shape of Santa. Over the years, I have thought that maybe what I saw was possibly a spirit or a form of apparition. I still have no idea how or why this event occurred. It appeared to me that Santa was just wandering around our house, checking things out. He didn't seem to have an objective. The biggest mystery to me of this entire story is the fact that I fell asleep so soon after seeing him. This is just unnatural. I didn't pass out from shock. I didn't feel him touch me. just went to sleep like some sort of like hypnosis almost it is weird i've read other stories on the internet of people who have apparently seen santa some of the people explain seeing santa and then immediately falling asleep just as i did many others report seeing a red light or an orb i know all this sounds ridiculous but i know what i saw i know the difference between a dream state and a conscious state so that being said could these encounters be some sort of alien contact that, as you've stated before, Kyle, are using screen memories or projections to keep the children calm while they're doing whatever nefarious aliens do? Yeah. Making itself something that the children are accustomed to so that they don't freak out.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, it could be... And the way you'd almost have to look at it is there's probably more than one entity doing that, just like we've thrown out with blood, so us putting thought and energy and time into something and throwing it out into the ether. They catch on to it and start using it against us. Um, The main question that I would have for all of this, every bit of it, why does it only happen one day out of the year? It's weird. Because extraterrestrials, Interdimensional beings, whatever you—I mean, they would—they're powerful enough to come at any day of the week, right? Yep. So, what makes that day special?
1: I kind of touch on it here at the end, and I'm going to read another story. I'm going to read it directly from ParanormalWorldFandom.com. This is the way they wrote it. I have no credit for this. This is their writing. It's a story of Andy W. It says Andy W. was eight or nine at the time, and it was Christmas morning. I can imagine that he was so pumped full of adrenaline and excitement from being able to go downstairs and open presents that he would have thought anything was possible. Well, almost anything. Probably not what was about to happen. It might have been a noise that stirred him from his bed, or it might have been just a feeling. But whatever the cause, he was compelled to leave his bed, heading past the bedroom door and toward the steps. Getting out of bed early on Christmas morning was considered to be a severe violation of Christmas tradition in his home, so he was conscious that he was breaking the rules by doing so. But he was still urged, though the urge still proved too powerful. Andy's house had a two-steer, two-tiered staircase. He couldn't see around the first level of it. This is the part of the story that gets weird, and the line between dreams and uh, being awake gets really blurry. Andy he claims that he doesn't remember walking down the sa- stairs, so to speak. He says instead he floated down the stairs. He floated down the first level of stairs and came to the landing between the two tiers. From which point he could see the Christmas tree in the living room. Next to the tree he was astonished to see his sister talking to a large man who wore a red suit and had a thick white beard. It was unmistakably Santa Claus. Exhilarated and probably a little vindicated in his belief in the man in red, Andy ran down the second flight of stairs into Santa's arms. Saint Nick then showed the children their presence and told them to go back to bed, which they promptly did. He woke up later with the flame of childish wonder still flickering in his chest. He would never see Santa Claus again. As he grew up, he began to doubt whether or not he had just been dreaming, until he started watching documentaries and reading stories about alien abduction. He had no other rational theory to explain his experience. He chose not to ask his family about it, and as Christmas Day unfolded, it unfolded in its normal fashion. He often thought about asking his sister if she remembered the same bizarre happening, but he couldn't summon the nerve until he was a teenager. He eventually asked her if she had ever had anything weird happen on Christmas Day, but she unfortunately could not confirm the exact details of, their, of his encounter. However, she did say that she remembered hearing a noise and getting out of bed, only then to wake up back in her bed a few hours later. This sounds a lot like the classic description of the missing time often reported by alien abductees. Andy didn't tell his sister any of the details that he remembers. And as of this being published in 2014, he was still planning to try to get his sister to go to a hypnotist to try to unlock some of the baffling memories that he is certain that she has.
2: Well, I was going to say... Hats off to you, big bro, for or little bro, whatever you are to her, for taking that hit and asking her about it. And she's like, Nah, no, I remember hearing a noise, but I also remember going back to bed, whatever. And he just left it alone. I'm I'm like, That's what a brother would do, you know. Just like, you Fuck just no, I gotta know. T- take that hit. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, you're going to regression. We're gonna we're gonna get this lined out so I can vindicate myself and then she's gonna be mentally broken the rest of her <laughs> life.
1: So, again, I talk about um, you hear that when people see the Santa being, they almost immediately fall asleep afterwards, uh, almost like some sort of hypnosis to where they don't exactly recall what's going on until later. Um, You also hear, like Kyle said, of so many of the children being scared at seeing the Santa entity. It's almost like, it's almost like they're not seeing Santa, you know, like yeah. what, what they should be yeah. seeing.
2: It was like one of them last uh, alien encounters that I presented where the kids are sitting there laughing at this being, but the inside they feel fucking terrified. Yeah. But for some reason, it's like this being is manipulating their emotions to present this calmness, this, this joy, and... But in the, in the back of this kid's head, he's like, no, 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 no. And then as soon as the, the entity were to, was it, that alien left them kids, the kids started freaking out.
1: So I'm going to conclude this with your question about it only being one night a year. If this is an entity, if it is an extraterrestrial, if it is interdimensional, if it's some sort of metaphysical trickster, what we do know is that it seems to have done its research into our history and our lore, to the fact that it's mimicking what we know as Santa Claus. And it's doing it on one night of the year where we expect to see Santa Claus to be able to come into our homes and do whatever the fuck they want, knowing that our children are going to be the only ones looking out for it.
2: Yeah, which is terrifying. Which sucks. But... It still doesn't it still doesn't answer unless unless the only things I can come up with is that there's some type of ritual behind it for said entity. Or it takes that much fucking thought, power, so to speak, to manifest this thing. That that one night of the year yeah. is when everybody's really thinking about it. And yeah. that's you know, that's the power plant for it. Outside of that.
1: I mean, like, but it, it kind like of in my head. Kind of what I was saying though, it's almost like it has the perfect camouflage True. Absolutely. that it can only use on one night a year. Absolutely. So if Santa Claus shows up on Easter, people are gonna be like, What the hell?
2: Well, and that's <laughs> that's also fair that maybe 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 it's not just one night of the year. That is true. Maybe it's just That is true. The one night it masks itself as, as that.
1: Santa Claus. Maybe yeah. yeah. I mean, and it, it it begs the question, what about the kids that do see the Easter bunny? What about the kids that see the tooth fairy? What about Oh
2: fuck, I didn't even think about all that. Yeah.
1: You got an entity out collecting kids' teeth.
2: Yeah, that is really sus.
1: But that is your Santa Claus encounters. Um it makes I, you think. It does. I don't I don't know. I'm curious to see where the holocult goes with this. If anybody out there has seen Santa Claus, please let us know. For sure. I'm gonna wrap it up there. Um again, look into uh find their names Ralph Better's and Stephen Wagner Ralph has wrote multiple books on the subject and um, check out if you can find any of Stephen Wagner's blogs Uh, he talks a lot about compiling all these Santa Claus stories so again I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas yesterday and if you saw Santa I'm sorry because it's probably an alien or a tulpa Or worse. And come and hang out with us next Monday. So until then, check us out on all our social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Hollow Colt. Stay safe. Stay weird. And he knows when you are sleeping. And he knows when you're awake. Because he's already in your house.